You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Look, I got it right. And, you know, given everything I've had to go through the last few weeks. That's right. I would have been entitled to mess that up. And if Joel was here, he could have done the applause for you. Absolutely. I don't know which. I could press one, but you never know what you're going to get. That's the truth. (laughs) This is Susan Simmons, one of your co-hosts here at Under the Shield, along with... Tom Hobbled. I never know what name he's going to use (laughs) because... He started out Tom the Bomb <laughs> dot com, and <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, what's happening in your world? Um, just planning my next vacation. <laughs> Man, vacations more than anything I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, whatever. Must be nice because some of us don't get to go on vacation. Well, you got to go to do radiation every day. <laughs> hey, I'll be glowing in the dark That's by right. the time you get back. <laughs> You look like this board I, I here. Will. I should ask him if there's different colors of radiation we can use. Absolutely. Oh, For the man. audience, I am on, I finished number, what's today? Tuesday? Tuesday. Number four of 20. So I have to go every weekday until June 15th, I think is my last one. Wow. But Thursday, I get to do chemo and radiation. (laughs) They keep throwing in these special days, bonus days for you, right? (laughs) And that'll be the first time I've done both on the same day. So I may be levitating or something really fun by then. Something might happen, that's for sure. But I'll tell you, by the time I finish this stuff, I'm going to think I've gotten 24 hours back in my day. (laughs) Right. You're not going to know what to do with all your free time. Having to be in Mesa at 730 and... Chandler at 8.30 for echocardiograms and somewhere else for blood work. I'm like, good gosh, people, this is an inconvenience. (laughs) Death would be better. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to get there. uh, I'm almost halfway through all this stuff, and then then I'll get run over by a truck or something. (laughs) A train, you can be in a country song. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure somebody writes it. (laughs) Anyway, we have two guests in studio with us today. One has already been on a podcast before. Ed is here from Arizona Municipal Risk Retention Pool. That's a a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) That we are very proud to say Under the Shield has partnered with and contracts with that we cover. I always get this wrong. How many cities in Arizona do we cover for y'all? 77. 77 of 91. Cities and towns here in Arizona that we provide stress coaching to police, fire, and dispatch. And their families. And their families, absolutely. And actually are in our second year with them. And so we do, they provide training. So if you're in one of those cities or towns here in Arizona, call us because we are available to come in and do some proactive, not intervention type but prevention training for suicide, all kinds of issues. A lot of issues. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Eight hours worth of a lot of issues we discuss. And Ed brought with him today, Jason. I don't know the last name, if we're even supposed to say the last name. Are you here incognito? (laughs) Jason Hardison. Okay, Uh, good. Jason Hardison spelled like a beating heart, H-E-A-R-T-I-S-A-N. 
and he is a firefighter here in Arizona. Can we say where? Oh, yeah, of course, okay. with, with Prescott Fire Department. Prescott in, Fire Department. an engineer there. Nice. Yeah. Prescott's, for those of you not from Arizona or familiar with it, it's in the cooler part of the state during the summertime. We're all yeah. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where we get to 120, y'all get to? 95. On a, on a bad day? Yeah. 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 Otherwise, it's yeah. pretty nice. We, yeah, rare, they, we rarely see 100. Y'all have four seasons, basically. Yes. Where yes. we have one and a fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we really do have more good weather than yeah, bad. It's that's just for the sure. summer is overwhelming. But welcome to both of you. Thank We're you, glad to you. have you both here. It's always nice to have you in the studio. We appreciate you driving all the way down. Thank you. Because it's about a two hour? Yeah, it was two hours. Two hour drive, yeah. yeah. And he'll be ready to go back very quickly when we hit 100 degrees. Because <laughs> we're already having those lovely days. So, Ed, what would you like to say this morning or this afternoon? It's already afternoon. Well, just a comment that this is our second year with the program. It's been very successful. We've been extremely pleased with it. And um, we're hoping to kind of keep the momentum going. Um Prescott. Are you committing to at least a 10-year relationship We have this now. It's, it's recorded. Thank you. Sorry, Sherry. <laughs> Just wanted to get that in there. <laughs> and as you said, you know, we insure 77 out of the 91 cities and towns, so we have a lot of firefighters and police officers and dispatch and uh, you know, first responders that are um, constantly out there. Sure. And it's, it's a very important to us that we do everything we possibly can to help them along in any way that we can, sure. but especially with mental health. And as I think I mentioned in my last podcast, you know, I spent quite a few years in claims mm -hmm. and I worked with police and mostly police, sometimes fire. And I've seen some of the results of uh, what happens when you have wildly stressed out um, staff mm -hmm. reacting to wildly stressful situations. Right. Kind of have to write big <clears throat> checks, and don't you? Have you? Have <laughs> you have to write very big checks. That's yes. why Ed likes us. He doesn't <laughs> have to write big checks. <laughs> but and it's important to mention because you kind of educated us that families are even exposed. Yeah, in certain I, circumstances, especially I, with law enforcement. Well, yeah, just and I think I used this example before. I had a police officer who was sued, and it wasn't a particularly bad claim, but mm -hmm. uh, it happened that he was in the process of buying a house. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when the mortgage company found out about the lawsuit, they stopped the, the mortgage uh, process. So he came to me to see what I could do, and I wrote a letter saying that we were covering the claim, there was no problem with uh, limits. Yeah, nothing. he had no exposure, no really. No exposure, but they didn't care, so mm -hmm. he lost the house. So now I have an officer who's extremely upset about <laughs> that, going back out into the field, uh, Sure. And, right. like you, and like you've described, you know, the trash can that you described was mm -hmm. full and that just. And his wife was also <clears throat> named. And his wife was named as well. In that lawsuit. That's something that sometimes happens. They yeah. they like to name, uh, you know, the, everybody. This, everybody. <laughs> sure. The dog, the cat, <clears throat> the hamster, whatever. Yeah. And the implication is they're going to come after your personal assets. You know, sure. And it creates a lot of uh, upset. And that poor officer had sold his house and, yeah. and now is stuck in a position where he couldn't buy another house. Yeah, that's not that's not a good situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would mess with my mental health a little. Your wife would mess with your mental health <laughs> a little. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and again, that's part of the problem with being public servants. Your exposure 
And it doesn't always match your salary rates that you have <laughs> those exposures. <laughs> so it's not like a doctor or something, but um, but we're glad Ed brought Jason to us because we met somewhere recently. Ed and I were talking, and he goes, yeah, you got to meet Jason. I didn't realize exactly what Jason had done, and he was giving us a little bit of a sneak peek to it. So we want to hear all about your background, how long you've been doing this, mm -hmm. and what you wound up getting into. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> so I, I'm with Prescott Fire Department. I've been with them for uh, almost eight years now. I've been in the fire service for 13. Where were you prior to that? Still in Arizona? I, was, I started my career with Montezuma Rimrock Fire, okay. which is just outside of Sedona. Mm -hmm. And then I had a little stint with Williamson Valley Fire. And then from there, uh, Prescott Fire Department. So, cool. um, and uh, so all that was all full-time. Mm -hmm. uh, starting in 2010. And uh, so, you know, I, I heard a lot of guys talk about and seen various degrees of, of, of mental health concerns and issues throughout my career. And around, I, I, I never really had any, uh, you know, uh, issues with, if you want to say like calls or, or mental health problems. I've always just been really excited to go to work and really excited when I get off and um, it's always it's been fairly fairly straightforward mm -hmm. and um, around year 12 I had a call that I couldn't uh, I was losing sleep over and I couldn't really talk about so that was when it was a an opportunity for me to kind of find a better way was that call bothering everyone that was involved no no, no. and I've heard of heard guys say you know there's there can be a call somewhere around the 10 year mark mm -hmm. for a lot of guys that is a trigger and it can trigger one person and not another person to lose sleep over, have some issues, whatever that is. And that was the case for me. It was, um, the crew I was with, they didn't really think much of it and it was fine. And, uh, and for me, it was, it was a trigger. So that's the garbage can theory right. coming out. Like this, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. That is. yeah. And we all have our own personal journey and story and, and associations so those those triggers are going to be different for everybody. So, sure. Um, I uh, at that point I, I got on the peer support team uh, through Firestrong.org and Carrie Romello, who operates here out of Phoenix. We, Prescott Fire Department is contracted with Carrie Romello, so she she supports us and um, <clears throat> got on the peer support team and started becoming aware of all the you know resources that are available to us uh, through the Craig Tiger Act and all that stuff and. I uh, started going to a therapist, and and it was really it was it was a, a really great journey from there. I, I started doing some EMDR mm -hmm. with the therapist at that time. For those of you who don't know, it's called eye movement desensitization reprogramming, and it's been around as I remember it starting pretty big when I started under the shield thirty one years ago. So it's been around a long time. Very effective for some, not necessary for others, and but certainly something we would encourage people to at least try. Yeah, it. it I had a very positive mm -hmm. uh, response to it. It really, it would, it would, it, right off the bat, as alternating, um, vibrating paddles from one hand to the other, um, while my eyes closed, and the therapist would kind of guide me down some things. And instantly, when those paddles are alternating, um, it would instantly take me into. Uh, you know, a, a, a more open experience. So um, anyways, in conjunction with that, I was 
running on a treadmill at the fire station. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. And uh, I'm a runner, so I've been doing a lot of ultra runs for the last five or 10 years. Ultra and, runs? Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not speaking my language here. Okay. So anything beyond a marathon in distance is considered to be an ultra marathon. So ultra runs. Sounds so, like death to me, but uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, any you know, I've done a lot of fifty mile runs, some hundred mile runs. Um, but I have to ask why. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, uh, you know, in the fire service, we're like a football team. Okay. So some of us are you know heavy lifters, and we can and you know we're really really strong and buff, and others are can be a little skinnier and whatever or you know whatever it is. So. Um, and some of us are a little more sick in the head in some ways than others, right? I was going to so, say, this never occurred to you to seek mental health prior? Well, to... running running has always been a de-stressor for me. Okay. So, I, you know, I, I, I put some earbuds in and I go out on a run and I'll run for 10, 15 miles and I don't even think about it. It's and just... you're in an area that isn't flat. Right. Correct. There's yeah. lots of yeah, hills. Yeah. That, and yeah. elevation. Uh, this, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. makes it, yeah. you, you got to put this in perspective exactly. here. <laughs> but it, it's been, it's been like a, a form of therapy. I mean, we sure. all have our de-stressors, right? And our, or eustress, if you want to call it. And, and running has always been that. So mm -hmm. um, when I closed my eyes on a treadmill and I had my hand on this, on the side rail, uh, so I wouldn't, you know, fall off the back or whatever. But what prompted you to do that? Why did you think that would be something You know, it was beneficial? just a moment of curiosity. I just, <laughs> I was listening to music and I thought to myself, I, I wonder what it would be like to, what, what it would feel like if I close my eyes while I'm running on a treadmill. Well, the reason I'm asking is because y'all have to, or at least I know down here in the Valley, they have to do that crawling through with everything blacked out. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of blackout drills. And uh -huh, so uh -huh. was do you have experiences when you're trying to do that? <laughs> no, because that's 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 very focused, and we're trying to move through a through a you know a simulated burning building, and, and you can't see anything, and you can't see anything, and there's all. lots of loud noises going on, and you actually have like a task you're trying to get through and follow right. a hose line, and you know. Um, touch your couplings and figure out which ways out, out and which ways in and all those kinds of things. So there's, um, that's a totally different experience. I had not associated those two until this moment, okay. but, um, yeah. no, I was, it was more just a moment of curiosity. So I, hmm. I put my hand on the side, I closed my eyes and it instantly took me into kind of an altered state. And, and after, I had done the EMDR with my therapist. It was very similar in um, something about closing my eyes and the alternating steps on the treadmill mm. and listening to music um, and taking vi the visual out. It was a EMDR type experience. Tom, I see an ex I see a trial here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I see. I'll Tom's... come in face all black and blue from face planting on yeah. the treadmill. Yeah. I think Tom needs to be our guinea pig. Yeah. We'll let the audience know how that works out for you. Yeah. So then I, I, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was basically self-administering therapy at the fire sure. station where I would, I'd get on the treadmill and close my eyes and listen to music and just start crying. You know, um, and you were doing this regularly. Yeah, yeah, okay. weekly. And, okay. and yeah. what kind of response were you getting from your crew? Look at Jason. Uh, oh, oh I wasn't. I, I wasn't telling. I wasn't telling anybody that I was doing this. This was like my own okay. thing. I, I mean, I, I think I told my wife. Okay. You know, I was like, oh, this was so cool. I found. I wasn't telling the guys. Okay. You know, was, uh, um, and uh, um, let's see. So. 
Yeah, it was self-administered therapy, basically. And um, a good example of of what it was doing for me is uh, on a conscious level as well as an unconscious level, I had been struggling with um, biting my nails for mm-hmm. like 15 years as as a as an addiction and uh, you know a habit that I couldn't stop. And and I'd bite my nails and pretty, pretty heavily. Like every, every one of my nails was as low as they could be, you know, sometimes they'd be bleeding and, you know, so I, I didn't like it, but I kept doing it. And I, I tried various things like putting that really bitter nail polish on my nails. I, I would just bite right through the taste. I didn't care. (laughs) Um, I had new year's resolutions. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stop biting my nails, you know, nothing ever worked. And you had done this since you were a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, yeah, since I was a kid for sure. And, and it was, it was, you know, a stress, Mm -hmm. a a stress induced habit. Right. And, uh, I did a one hour closed eye treadmill run where I wanted to kind of break that habit. Mm -hmm. And after that one hour, never touched my nails again. Why did you associate that doing that, your first experiences that that would help you break once again, like this that. was just kind of instinctual. It was just kind of like I was on a journey and it felt good and it felt right. And um, and then after I had done EMDR and therapy, I connected the two and said, "Oh, there's something going on here. Uh, that's that's really doing myself a lot of a lot of good." Mm-hmm. And um, so that I thought, oh, I wonder what it would feel like if I did an hour of intentional intentionality while I'm running on the treadmill. Um, with my eyes closed. So when you were when you were doing this, were you thinking like asking yourself questions like why do I do this? Yes. And, I mean, trying to process yes everything. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. My 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 mind would kind of wander. Right. Why am I doing it? Imagining myself not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, imagining myself finding other ways to uh, um. Uh, like fill de-stress. those de-stress right. or fill those moments without picking at my nails, sure. you know? Um, uh, so yeah, it just, and, and then there was some crying involved and, and I, at times I didn't even know why I'm crying. It's just happened. The tears yeah. are just flowing. It's almost like on an unconscious level, I think too, you know? And, Were you uh, having flashbacks to things like EMDR? Because EMDR, that's one of the things it's known for is it will take you back yeah. through traumatic mm-hmm. events to mm-hmm. process through. Yes. So uh, during a during during a lot of my session, my self administered sessions, if you want to call them, um, there's definitely a lot of uh, journeys back through childhood mm-hmm. um, uh, with with either either good or bad. Actually, sure. mostly good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, both my parents have passed and um, had great relationships with them. So a, a lot of it was my connection discovering more connection with my parents and during childhood times. And, um, so yeah, there was, there was definitely a lot, a lot of, of like past experiences happening and visualizations. Did you do a lot of EMDR? Uh, um, I mean, once a week for, for for a while, for, Mm -hmm. uh, three or four months. And were you doing this in conjunction yeah, that was yeah. The, all the treadmill stuff was outside. When, once I started, I got on the peer support team, and then I started doing therapy through the Craig Pager Act. There was a time there, I think, six months where I was going to see two different therapists 
um, every week. So I was getting two sessions a week. And you're doing this treadmill thing or that was and after And I'm doing you finished... the treadmill thing also. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, this is pretty cool. And, and I what... wish I could get my clients to do three days a week. <laughs> right. Well, what was amazing is, is like I was finding not that there was really any glaring issues in, as a father and a part, as a husband, but my wife, she was like, oh, there's a lot of really amazing things you're doing. And she noticed that I was less irritable at home after sure. coming home from work and um, you know, more present with my kids. And so there were a lot of things that were just kind of naturally happening mm -hmm. outside of work that were really positive too. Sure. Um, and, and I wasn't even necessarily like consciously trying to go on this journey. It was just kind of happening. You know, it was, it was, but it's pretty neat how your, your mind made the connection of the the different steps with your eyes closed uh -huh. and listening to the music to your EMDR. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, that's, to me, that I don't know if I would have made uh, that connection. Yeah. Of course, I wouldn't close my eyes on a treadmill. Uh, but. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to get on a treadmill to close my eyes. Sorry. <laughs> I was but a figure yeah, skater, not a runner. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. So anyways, um, I realized that I wanted to go for more than an hour at a time. I wanted to experience what being on a treadmill with my eyes closed would be like for more than an hour. Um, being an ultra runner, it seemed like that was kind of a natural progression. So I ended up doing 50 miles on a treadmill at home. It took me eight hours wow. and there was a lot of tears, a lot of laughing. There was a lot of experiences within that that were just very beautiful and powerful. Now, do you yeah. actually wear a blindfold? Uh, so when I started, I would just close my eyes and have my, my hand on the side rail, um, but I did develop some more um, techniques with it. I, uh, I tie um, ropes to the treadmill that I can hold so that I can run freely and have both my hands moving um, freely versus, I mean, if it, when I was doing 50 miles, if I was holding, holding the side railing and one hand moving, there's an imbalance right. there that could over eight hours could right. cause some pain. <laughs> sure. So, so being able to run freely without holding onto something and those those ropes basically when they get tight they tell me I'm sliding I'm going too right. far back on the treadmill uh -huh. and then from side to side my kind of my um, hips just hit the side rails and uh, I've never fallen so um, but you never used a blindfold it was and, always then your I, eyes? and then I also have a blindfold okay yes how did this tie in too though because again nothing I've ever experienced but runners highs from running these crazy yep. distances uh -huh. yeah um, was that part of this whole thing? I mean, oh, obviously not in the beginning. Definitely. The euphoria and runner high, runner's high is, is also a contributing factor to the, 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 the euphoria that yeah. I experience. Yes. Um, and what I noticed is the run, the runner's high was happening quicker hmm. on a blindfold run versus um, like hitting the trail. They say most of the time with most runners, the average um, distance before the runner's high actually kicks in is somewhere between five and 10 miles. So, um, and I, I usually the same, that's where I'll, I'll experience our runner's high is around 10 miles or so. But with the blindfold run, it's, it's like within 30 seconds. So you, hmm. you think you were having it the very first time you were on the treadmill that you closed your eyes, yes. there was a runner's high Absolutely. as yes. part of this. Yes. Yeah. And, and I also recognized I was running faster while my eyes <laughs> wow. were closed. Um, wow. Uh, part of it is because it was becoming kind of an out-of-body experience, uh -huh. which, was really, which was really interesting. So, um, yeah, lots of factors to it that just 
were 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 worth exploring. And what know, are so. your therapists saying that are doing the EMDR? Had it, oh, they just think it's. I mean, they're like you're the best client we've ever had. Because like, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm ever, doing like three three sessions yeah. a week kind of thing, you know. So, but had they ever made a connection, especially the EMDR ones, that they thought. Yeah, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that, but that would kind of be a connection to EMDR. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I did the 50 miles, and then I thought, well, surely there's got to be someone else that's experiencing it, like, you know, blindfold treadmill running. So I, <laughs> sure. I started yeah, I can't be the only crazy guy. I can't be the only person doing this, right? So I look online, and I can't find anybody. There's no blogs. There's no thing. There's nothing on YouTube. There's huh. nothing, you know, anywhere. So I'm like, wow, well... Guinness has like Guinness, the Guinness world records usually has a lot of the kookier people, you know, unusual, you, unusual. Yes. Right. So Absolutely. I'm like, well, surely there's gotta be a record on Guinness and there wasn't. So I contacted them and I thought, Hey, would this be something worth pursuing as a Guinness world record? And, and they, they said, yeah, absolutely. That would be a, a great, a great endeavor. <laughs> so um, you said there were records set on a treadmill, just not, or in a certain time period, but just not the blindfold part of yeah, it. Yeah, the blindfold was was what set it apart as not even existing. So, um, so with with the little bit of their guidance, I was able to create an application with with Guinness, which they they turned down like two thousand applications every day. So. <laughs> For them to actually accept the application in the first place felt like a, a pretty big hurdle. Right. Wouldn't you like to see those applications? <laughs> I know. I know, right? I know. What are they turning down? I want to know what <laughs> 2,000 applications a day, Every day, what's coming in. Yeah. 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 It's got to be some uh, good stuff. So the parameters that were created was the most amount of miles on a treadmill blindfold in 24 hours. Okay. And... Um, there's also all kinds of other guidelines involved with with making that happen, uh, documentation and um, and such. So uh, that was in March of 2022, and uh, I had a lot of things to a lot of ducks to get in a row to actually have that attempt. <coughs> excuse me, to actually attempt the record. So that was in January of 2023 that I did the record and. <laughs> because my whole journey with uh, blindfold running was associated with mental health, my my mental mental health journey, I realized that I needed to make it bigger than myself, the Guinness record. So um, tied it in with mental health in the fire service nice. and um, uh, raising awareness around mental health in the fire service, uh, lowering the threshold that we can seek. Mm -hmm. uh, help in the, in, in the fire service. Um, you, you know, I got into the fire service in 2010 and I have seen a, um, uh, a decrease in resistance to, mm -hmm. to seeking mental health, but there's a stigma that, that has existed in the fire service where, you know, we, we have thought, well, the, the only reason we would go is if we're broken or we're right. weak mm -hmm. or, um, you know, macho or, you know, we're not, we got to be tough. Sure. You know, and. Um, well, there's a perception if you ask for help that you're not cut out to do this work. Yeah, the, there you go. The yeah, we're not worthy or cut out or, yeah. Can't so, handle it. Yeah, can't handle it. So um, we did have a, a suicide in, in within Prescott Fire Department uh, two years ago. And he, he was, um, he was one of the toughest dudes I know. He How was long a, had he been on? Long time. He had been with us for four years. 
and he was on my crew and uh he was an incredible person really tough um uh very devoted to the fire service and it came out of left field no one no one no one realized how much how much uh, emotional pain he was in so he you know he kind of stuffed it and there were there were times where he'd say um, you know, going to a therapist is, is for wussies kind yep. of thing, mm-hmm. sure. putting, putting, putting the language lightly. Yes. Uh, so, um, but Phoenix had a rash of them at Phoenix yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. I know since I've been out here mm-hmm. in the 11 years I've been here, but there was a rash of them yeah. that really kind of got people's attention. Yeah. And, uh, it was about three months ago. We had, we, uh, had a, a suicide attempt, mm-hmm. um, uh, in, uh, not with Prescott Fire, but uh, CAFMA, which is our neighboring fire department, and we're all really—it's a tight community there in the Tri City area. So, sure. um, Prescott Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, he works for Prescott Valley Fire Department. Um, so, so we have had a quite a few. And uh, two years ago, we also had another failed attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, it's it's something that we need to continue breaking down those stigmas, making sure people know what the resources are. Um, so that was kind of where I really wanted to, to, you know, make this bigger than myself was in sure. mental health. So, um, and then I also coupled it with, I remember when, when Ty Seats committed suicide, I, I stood as honor guard, mm-hmm. um, over his body while we waited for him to be interred. And, uh, that ended up being, uh, I think it was 10 days. So wow. the honor guard stands, um, in honor of, you know, on, in, in physical presence with, with, uh, our fallen until they're in the ground. So mm-hmm. for 10 days, we had somebody with him continually. Sure. And I was standing guard and, and, um, and then someone would relieve me or I would relieve someone for our shifts. And, uh, that, that in itself has a, a an emotional, um, it's a tax on yeah. our on our hearts. Right. You sure. know, we're standing over our brothers crying, basically. And sure. um, so, and this was during the time, or was it just prior to you starting this whole journey of EMDR? And yeah, it was all in the same time period. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, so I I then also coupled this with as a fundraiser for our own honor guard for Prescott Fire Department. So, so I had a fundraiser going on as well as raising awareness for mental health and the fire service with the, with the Guinness record. So, sure. Sure. So, uh, come January 26, 2023, um, I ended up running 87 miles in 24 hours. <laughs> Blindfolded. And, on a treadmill. Um, <laughs> and there was no psychedelics involved in this. <laughs> oh, it was, it was psychedelic. Yes, Don't you get sure. the same effect by popping something in your mouth or smoking? Hey, yeah, you definitely could. But, uh, wow. A lot less meaningful. So, yes. <laughs> um, it was amazing throughout the 24 hours, uh, crews from all over the Tri-City areas were coming in, uh, Chief Dura, we had police coming in saying hi. Um, they did this at the fire station. It was, so it was at the fire right. station. Okay. And, uh, but wait a minute, we got to back up a little bit. Okay. So you had to tell them the first time. I, I wonder how your crew handled you explaining yeah. this. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't just yeah. Hey, I'm going I'm to break the Guinness record here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to set it because yeah, nobody else has ever right. done it. Yeah, yeah, no one's ever done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah I want to know the reception you got on that one. 
Um, I mean, everyone was just kind of raising their eyebrows going, what? I just <laughs> what don't get it. You know? So nobody went, let me try it too? Uh, you know, a, a couple of the guys that came in uh, that day that were on an engine, they I also had a live stream going so uh -huh. people could see me watching paint dry, watching me <laughs> run on the treadmill. <laughs> Not looking um, at anything. Yeah. yeah, you could see me running. It was live streamed. And, and I think throughout that 24 hours, I think I had over 700 people watch, I which bet. was cool to, to tap in and see. And so some of the fire crews, um, they said they saw me run in, in the morning and they were like, man, we got it. We, we should try this. So they, they all, they said they all got on their treadmills <laughs> and they tried to close their eyes and they said they lasted five seconds. Before, yeah. you know, they felt like they were going to fall off the back. So. so we do not recommend this here. No. This is not Take something we're endorsing at AMR or PR yeah. under the shield. Yeah. If you're going to do it for under the shield, we'd like you to do it here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, most people just didn't quite get it until, yeah. until they came and they saw what was going on mm -hmm. that day. Uh, like, you know, a number of chiefs were like, okay, what is this guy doing? And they stopped by and they were like, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. This is amazing what you were doing. Wow. Like, you know, it was, it, it, you kind of have to see it. Right. And if you sure. do want to see it, um, there is a, like a three minute synopsis video that I, that I put together. Um, you know, it's the 24 hours consolidated into three minutes. So <laughs> with some explanations and things involved in there, so you can kind of understand it. If you see it, you get a little better idea. And sure. if you go to YouTube, you can just search my name, okay. Jason Hardison, and it, it'll be the, the, the top thing that pops up. And so. it's H-E-A-R-T-I-S-A-N. A-N. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Good. Yeah. So, um, How yeah. many people stuck with you the whole 24 hours? Well, I, I had, uh, my wife was my crew chief okay, and then I had a lot of different friends that were part of my crew support. Mm -hmm. Um, so I and think you said I had, two independent. So observers? then I also, though my crew support was totally different, separate from the independent witnesses. They had to be unaffiliated with me, mm -hmm. um, a hundred percent. So I couldn't know them and the two that were there, they couldn't know each other. So Guinness doesn't send their people? So so that was an option. Okay. Uh, for Guinness to send from London, because they're based out of London. It oh, was twelve thousand it was twelve thousand dollars to send that you would have to pay. That I would have to pay to to bring wow. a Guinness uh, official to the record to document. Wow. The alternative to that was to get um, independent witnesses to document and there was guidelines I mean it was very detailed as to how to document properly so that when I submit all of that documentation that they, they, you know, they, they can verify sure. that, that it's, that it's correct. So two different video cameras from two different angles, um, at all times, there had to be, um, a clock for both those cameras that were continuous showing the, the time, you know, the date and time. Um, and then the witnesses, they couldn't be there for more than four hours. Um, so I had to find, you can, I had oh, to find, gosh, so now you got to have, I had to find 12, 12, 12 witnesses that Whoa. did not know did each not other. Know. And then I didn't know. And it's not like Phoenix where you can just go down and get homeless people that don't know each other. You're impressed. We, well, oh, that was another thing they needed to be, um, uh, considered to be outstanding citizens of the community also. So it couldn't just like they wanted, they wanted lawyers, 
uh, they couldn't be coworkers, so they could, you know, they could. Yeah. I didn't, I, I couldn't know them basically. So, but it, I, I mean, again, at Prescott, doesn't everybody kind of know everybody? It was a little tight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you had to even go outside of Prescott. Yeah, it to was. Find it, well, no, they were all from Prescott, okay. but it was, it was like I'd ask uh, people, "Hey, do you know anybody that would be interested in helping out for four hours on a project?" And you know, and then they had to have a clipboard with, you know, at twelve twenty-two p.m. He stopped the treadmill. It was at mile thirty-two point two. And he was on, you know, he went to the bathroom for two minutes and 30 seconds. And he then got back on at, you know, 1242 or whatever it was, you know, right. and, and all that had then had to be submitted. Um, so to, was the to 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 total time on the treadmill was 24 hours. So we had to deduct the time. No, no. It, it started at 10 a.m. on okay. January 26 and ended on at 10 a.m. on January 27th. And was there a restriction of how much total time you could be off the treadmill in 24 no, hours? No, it, it would just be less mileage for myself, right. you know, to, to be setting the record. So, okay. so, um, yeah, at one point, someone was rubbing my knees. This was at this was at like three in the morning, and and uh, I'm laying down, and they're rubbing my one of my crew members was rubbing my knees, and uh, I fell asleep. I didn't even know I fell asleep. But there's this great photo, and it's actually in the video of uh, me just laying on the ground, just passed out, and and they're all that my crew said they they were all standing over me, and they and they said oh, he didn't tell us what we wanted to what he wanted us to do if, if he fell asleep. <laughs> what, what do we do? And uh, they said, oh, let's just let him sleep for five minutes. So, and I, I didn't even know I was, you know, it was like a, I was so tired at that point. Uh-huh. So they woke me up after five minutes and I was so mad. I was right. like, oh, that's five minutes I could have been running. You know, yeah. So, so I, I wanted to, I wanted to set the bar as hard as, as high as I could. Sure. Yes. Um, uh, one of those reasons is because I don't want to try and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so and at then, the end, of, as the clock is running down, yep. did you instinctively kick start in. kicking it high? Okay, I got to run faster. I got to do more. Well, uh, at that point, there was a lot of endorphins <laughs> yeah. that I was seeing light at the end of the tunnel. And there were probably 30 or 40 people in the room. We had, we had council members in the in the in in there. And we had um, police and fire and friends and community were all in there you know for the for the end so sure. i had a lot of endorphins for, uh, <laughs> at the end to 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 uh, override the pain because there was there was definitely a lot of a lot of pain and no cop yet who has said i'm gonna take on your your you know that role. would be awesome i would i love the idea what a great thing for yeah, someone we'll to see. be inspired and <laughs> we'll to, uh, to break, well we know to one person record. that would be crazy enough to do it do we we probably know several but retired I, from chandler the Who's, lieutenant? Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I, mean, yeah. I would be, I would be uh, flattered for someone to break my records. <laughs> but you'd have to come watch it. Absolutely, I will. I'll, I'll be rooting them on. <laughs> yeah, that won't come out of this room. Yeah, yeah no. Uh -uh. <laughs> I don't know unless Ed's got some desire to, no, to do no, this. No. And we would definitely meet yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah. <laughs> that was something on your bucket list there, Ed. <laughs> Wow. I, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I, I just, first of all, the, the process of even doing that mm -hmm. and jumping through all the hoops and the application, I mean, I, that's, that's yeah. pretty impressive in itself. Yeah. It was, it was almost a year. It was, it was a 10 month project. So, 
So did you were you able to raise a lot of money then for your causes? Yeah, for for the honor guard, we Good. I raised four thousand dollars. So Good. it wasn't yeah. a lot, but it was still something. Yeah, that's yes. great. Yeah, the the honor guard they um, they just were you know head over heels thankful and very grateful for sure. for for anything. So yeah, um, wow. so and they do so much for our community, the fire community and police. You know, they're just mm-hmm. they're they're amazing, and and I partake you know with with. Um, are fallen so uh, with them so i helped them some so are you still running on a treadmill with your eyes closed oh yeah is that the only way you run on a treadmill no no most of the time i don't run okay. blindfolded. so so you use you still use it for therapeutic reasons yes right? yes okay. definitely yeah yeah i'll you know if if i'm having uh conflict with my wife uh i'll i'll Go jump on the treadmill and blindfold, and she and turns it on for. Her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's speed this up a little bit. <laughs> it, it offers a lot of clarity for sure. for anything as simple as that, you know. So um, it points out she's always right. It's yeah, what yeah. you learn. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. Yeah. make sure you're on the right track there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No ownership for sure. It's a huge, <laughs> huge piece of that. So. Um, so, do you know anybody else who's taken this up? No. Nobody even in the firehouse that has said it's worked for him, so I think I'll try it? No. No, everyone <laughs> knows that's what I've been doing, and everyone, or a lot of people have said they've tried it for five seconds. And that was... And said no nobody way. Nobody could tackle it yeah. longer than that. Yeah. Mostly oh. the the balance and kind of feeling right, like you're going to f- fall off the back or yeah. something. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. I, I guess trusting my own ability to stay on a treadmill with a... Uh, without falling, I guess there there were moments during the the twenty four hour run. You know, I ha- there was probably ten to twenty people in the room at any given moment, and I would kind of trip on the side or something, you sure. know, and uh, kind of stumble for a moment, and everyone just like goes silent <laughs> and looks, and I just I just kind of stumbled and keep keep on going, and you know, everyone's like, oh my gosh, that was so scary. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was your pace? Did you ever even look at that? Yeah, I was I was averaging around a eleven minute mile. <laughs> So it, it was like, a, you know, like like a, wow. a five miles an hour, somewhere around five miles right. an hour. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a time in the middle of the night where I was having a lot of knee pain and I was down to about four miles an hour. So it was, you know, like a, a really, really slow jog. Mm-hmm. It was faster than a, a, a speed walk, but, you know, the slowest jog kind of thing. So um, I did notice that w- while blindfolded, the like I've run a hundred miles before not blindfolded on right. a trail and um, the, the pain within my body was amplified while without visual stimulation. Ah. Hmm. So that was, I, I did not anticipate that, um, the, that, you know, the, the bodies. Well, you didn't have anything really to distract you from. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the body's message is, you know, being like this really Scream. hurts. Yeah. Were, was was yeah. The volume level was a lot higher. Wow. I want to know when pain. he wants to run the hundred mile trail blindfolded. <laughs> I know. There's I know. another Guinness Book of World Records. I well, think. well, actually, I have an idea about that actually. So uh, that I might be figured... on my next project. <laughs> Keep us posted on that because yeah, okay. we might have to come see that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it would be on a track, um, and I could have somebody running in front of me with like some sort of like string that I can just be holding onto to keep me from, you know, drifting, drifting yeah. or too, knowing when to turn. And, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I, and I could be doing 24 hours 
blindfold on a track outside. Is there somebody you really trust that much? Because <laughs> something tells me it won't be a firefighter because I just see all kind of humorous things they can do here. <laughs> oh, I know. That that would be funny. At least yeah. in the training be, process. Yeah, that would be very entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's mulling around in my mind for another record. But we'll see do you, how, how do you think that would change the experience of being blindfolded? You know, I haven't done that yet, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that There's goes. your challenge. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. yeah we want to know when that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys know. And then he'll take it outdoors to the mountains. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> now that could be pretty hairy. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. there are dogs that are trained that could probably get him through it. Yeah. To yeah. be honest. Well, I'd but, have to have a team of runners. Yeah. That would. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be one runner. It would be a team of runners. Sure. Have to be. Yeah. Now I'll be we'll really see. curious to see though even the track part of it. How yeah. how much that changes. Oh yeah. Because you've got so much uncertainty that you're also having to pay attention to somebody else telling you yeah. to yeah. turn. Yeah, who, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm hoping next spring that that's a, that can come to fruition. But so we'll have him back after that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> see what Guinness says about this right yeah. <laughs> Is it yeah. something you would submit to Guinness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Might as well, right? Yeah, and then it would it would just be a continuation of the project is, is how I imagine it. So. so how do you compare before you started doing this and now? Mm -hmm. um, do you do this when you have tough calls? Like you said, there was that one call that you couldn't talk about. Does yep. that make you then want to go? Have you had tough calls like that since that you thought, I need to go get on the treadmill? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, 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 I think it's, um, it's just another tool in the toolbox of, of, of a very helpful tool. So, mm -hmm. so I can, I can draw on it, whether it's with stresses at home or stresses with work, it's, it's very easy because mm -hmm. so, it's so accessible Sure. Um, that I can just go jump on the treadmill. And, um, it's usually when I, when I'm recognizing I'm like more irritable or, mm -hmm. you know, with, with, uh, you know, my wife and kids is probably the, the place where it, it is highlighted the easy, you know, the, the, the quickest. Sure. Um, so, uh, if I'm mirrorable with my wife, then it's, Oh, oh I'm going to just jump on the treadmill and see what's going on. And, and it usually, uh, I'm able to recognize what's going on. Yeah. That's quickly. what I was going to ask you is if, if you notice yourself starting to become irritable, yep. like with your family, mm -hmm. and then you get on the treadmill and you start doing your own therapy, mm -hmm. do you, are you able to figure out what is causing you to become irritable or, yes. or is yeah. it just the journey just makes you feel better? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm usually able to, uh, I've have been able to, to have some clarity around what's going on pretty quickly. That's, and and it, is the majority of that work related that's causing it? Uh, I would definitely say that's probably three quarters of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is, is work related. Um, whether it's, you know, sleep deprivation or, or, right. or call associated mm -hmm. or, or, or stress from work or, right. you know, um, uh, promotion testing and all those other things sure. that are involved with and, and being, you know, uh, uh, jack of all trades and a master of all. That's a big stress that sure. we have. So, um, uh, are you so, ever surprised by any of the things that come up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's there's surprises that come up, and it, it it depends on what's going on. Sometimes I'll jump on the treadmill blindfolded, 
just to see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not necessarily feeling irritable. Mm -hmm. And then it, it kind of takes me into unexpected journeys where uh, like I'll, I'll get into some childhood experiences or connections with my ancestry or uh, all kinds of different things. Um, or it can be more focused, like I'm feeling irritable, I want to see what's going on, or uh, something like my, you know, my fingernails, where it's a more even more focused than that, where it's like, oh, or I, I um, I've had, uh, like conflict with my wife. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I want to want to get through that in myself so that I can come to her and, and speak clearly and, and kindly and, and all those things. So I have done that before, where you know, I was really angry and, uh, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do a treadmill run and, and, and to work on that anger and see how that feels and, <clears throat> and, uh, find some insights about why I'm feeling angry, what's below that anger, sure. um, how I can communicate more effectively and more centered and, you know, with my wife so that we can move through those kinds of things. So, so it, it has been the whole gamut of just a, wandering journey to very, very focused. Now, have you, or have you totally replaced your running blindfolded um, from the EMDR? EMDR. So you're not doing EMDR anymore. You're just solely doing this. Would you ever go back to doing EMDR? Or do you think that you can get the same effects from doing the treadmill? Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> um i think uh it 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 does um it it is can be utilized in um uh as a full replacement for mm -hmm. emdr sessions sure. with a therapist but uh um, i've noticed with the therapist she 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 helps guide guide me into things that i would would have never gone into without being in those sessions. Sure. So, um, so I still, I still utilize uh, a therapist less than I was initially, mm -hmm. right? When I started mm -hmm. going, I was going twice a week and it was pretty heavy. Sure. Um, but now it's more, more going to the brain gym. Um, so it's, it's maintenance, you know, like I feel like I've, I've built up some, 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 um, tools and s physical slash mental strength and, and ability to, to uh, to self administer therapy, sure, and then use the the th the 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 therapy sessions as what would be equivalent to going to the gym to to right. keep the strength up. Um, so I like to call it the brain gym. Sure. Um, so it's what like you had started with this this podcast was talking about preventative, proactive. Um, going to a therapist now feels more proactive and preventative for me than reactionary mm -hmm. um, to, you know, stresses that, that really need to be addressed. It's sure. more like, well, I'm wanting to go because, because I want to go to the brain gym. Sure. Have you ever gotten on the treadmill blind and blindfolded and not experienced anything? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's been very few. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I, I have a general rule that, that I like to get on the treadmill once a week, mm -hmm. blindfold. Um, and uh, whether there's like a glaring reason why or not. And there's been a couple of times where I've done it and it's been like, yeah, there was not really nothing, nothing going on. Um, but most of the time it's, it's been, it's been powerful. So sure. 
Now, when you first started looking for a therapist to go to, did you look for somebody that did EMDR or was that just you went to this person and they they brought up the EMDR to you? Yeah, I, I didn't ask for the EMDR. It was um, when I initially went to uh, start moving on is the uh, place that, that I started going to in Prescott, which was a referral through um, firestrong.org, mm-hmm. which Kara uh, Ramella here in Phoenix, uh, she's the one that um, manages the firestrong.org program. Um, and so for, for the Prescott Fire Department, if we are seeking help, professional help, we get onto firestrong.org, we fill out the, the form, and then they refer us um, if we don't have someone that we want to go see. Because we can, through the Craig Tiger Act, we can actually see someone if, if we are familiar with a therapist. Sure. Um, but they referred me. I didn't have anybody that I was requesting. So mm-hmm. they referred me to um, start moving on. And when I did my initial like intake session, the uh, the therapist uh, said, I, you should go see this person, and I think you should go see this person. So so uh, one was an EMDR, and the other was a little more general. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, I ended up getting into the hands of two, mm-hmm. two, two different therapists, which was great because both of them had totally different approaches, um, approaches sure. and benefits for, for me. And the, the EMDR was definitely... Um, a very powerful experience. And with her, I would do EMDR sessions and the other gal I was doing um, other other things, you know, that she Did was... you have to come to the Valley for this? No, no, no. This is all you in, actually, Pres- in okay. Prescott. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's great. You, that yeah. you could find both resources like that. Yeah, there, there's there's quite a few mental health resources in the in the Tri City areas, Prescott Valley, Prescott, um, Chino. Um, so there's there's plenty of resources in the area. So would you encourage someone else listening to try this? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's it's like going to the gym for our brains. So um, even if um, someone in the first responder community doesn't feel like they need to, you know, they're they're not really stressed or they're having difficulty with um, at work or outside of work, um, it's it's something that we should all be doing proactively. I guess to, I should have been see. more specific. I was thinking the blindfolded on the, on the, Oh, blindfold treadmill. Yeah. Well, um, you know, there's, there's a couple components to, to my response to that being that I'm already, or I was already a runner. Right. right. Sure. You'd have to be somebody that's yeah. comfortable running on a treadmill. This is not um, for a novice. Do right. not try this at home. Yeah. 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 I had already been a runner. Um, um, a trail runner, an ultra runner, treadmill runner, like just running has just been, uh, you know, part of my repertoire for as, since I was a kid. So, sure. um, that was already a comfortable experience for me. So, um, you know, most guys in the fire service are not runners. Right. There's very few runners. I don't, I, I know very few runners in with, within Prescott fire department that are doing ultra runs. Um, so I'm sure in the Phoenix area, there's a lot more ultra runners in the first responder community. Um, and then, and then also just being open to the experience. So y- yes, if it's the right circumstances, sure. yeah, definitely. Uh, um, another component to it that, that helps me get into the zone is, is music. Some mm-hmm. sort, of, sort of music. It, it started, it's just kind of funny. The first time I listened was that I closed my eyes. I was listening to Enya. 
Mm -hmm. if you know and yeah. yeah so it's it was it's very kind of um etheric and you know it wasn't it wasn't like death metal either. right yeah it's more of a soothing <laughs> it's a soothing of, right. experience what yeah. molly Cyrus? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah 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 so so there's got to be the right components sure. you gotta you gotta be prepped right sure. you gotta have the right kind of circumstance and it could be totally different for someone else too sure. so but yeah if if someone is um inspired i would love to, um, I actually, my, my nephew, I got my nephew to try it because he's a runner uh -huh. and he had a very powerful experience. Hmm. As we wrap things up here at Under the Shield, we just want to thank all of our first responders, military that are out there listening and the families. Uh, we recognize the sacrifices that are made and we want you to know that's what we're here for. You can call us 24-7. We are not, I need to clarify this because I hear it every week. We are not a clearinghouse of, <laughs> of resources. We are the resource. Do we go up to another level if we need to, which is very rare. Um, but you can call us 24-7 at 855-889-2348. If you hit extension 1, we will not have your phone number, but you will get a stress coach. Uh, do not hang up. It may ring for a little while because it's rolling to the next stress coach, um, but stay on that line. And if we get disconnected, you'll have to call us back because, again, everything is anonymous here. You can call and be your sheriff. You can be your chief. You can be Bugs Bunny. It doesn't matter because <laughs> that's not what's important. Um, if you want to reach me, best way to reach me is my cell number, 334-324-3570. Tom? And my phone number is 480 861 Seven, four. And there is nothing we don't deal with. This is a lifestyle. Families call us. Kids, you can call us. We have people specialize in law enforcement, kids and fire and all the military and everything. Um, and so we just want to make sure that you know you can call all of us. Uh, it, there is no one that we won't deal with, parents, whoever. So reach out to us and make sure that you are talking to someone. That's the hardest part is just asking for help. But we promise you, you will get the help here. So stay safe out there. God bless you. God bless your families in this great nation that we live in. And we hope you'll come back and hear us again at Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress.